Hello, and welcome to my new podcast, Barry and the Jets. Yes, indeed, to all Jets fans and sports fans everywhere, welcome. I have been thinking and thinking and wondering what should I do with this little show I've created, and finally it came to me. I love sports, but I wasn't sure I wanted to do a sports podcast. There's so many out there already. Then finally, I I decided. I've lived and died with the New York Jets practically all my life. Ever since my father and grandfather took me to my first game when I was no older than four or five years old, we had season tickets at Shea Stadium for 20 years until they moved to Giant Stadium. Then we had to give them up. Since then, I was able to go to a game here and a game there until I acquired my own season tickets for their last two seasons at Giant Stadium, 2008 and 2009. I haven't been to a game since, but I'm going to do my best to make it to one, at least one this year. So I've gone through so much rooting for this team over the years, you have no idea. I mean, everybody, everybody talks about Ira from Staten Island and Joe from Saddle River. I think you all know who he is. And I don't have to tell you, you know, I don't have to tell you who he is. I think you all know that. But I say, why should only those two get all the sympathy when I'm just as much as a sufferer as they are? I had to deal with the 12-year playoff drought after 1969 the heartbreaking loss to Buffalo in the 1981 wildcard playoff when Richard Todd threw an interception when the Jets were driving toward the winning touchdown. That's the only playoff game that I went to, by the way, in all those years. I dealt with losing the 1982 AFC Championship game to Miami, mostly due to Don Shula not covering the field during a terrible rainstorm to negate the Jets' speed advantage. I will never understand how Shula was not penalized in some way for that. Then there was the even more heartbreaking playoff loss to Cleveland in the 1986 playoffs. That one was a killer. After starting that season 10-1, losing their last five games and making the playoffs anyway, beating Kansas City in the wildcard game, to lose the way they did to Cleveland hurt deeply. The Jets blew a 10-point lead, Mark Gastineau hitting Bernie Kosar late and getting penalized for roughing the passer. I mean, everything. Everything. After that, I had to endure the Bruce Coslett, Pete Carroll, and Rich Kotite errors. Error, errors. That's what they really were. E-R-R-O-R-S. Errors. Before a bit of a rebirth that started when Bill Parcells took us to the AFC Championship game in 1998, but then he left after the 1999 season without finishing the job. Now Herman Edwards comes came along and took the Jets to the playoffs three times, the only coach to do that. Eric Mangini had one playoff season out of three. Then came Rex Ryan. Everybody loved Rex especially when he took them to back-to-back AFC Championship games, 2009 and 2010. I actually thought we had turned the corner again after that, but again, no. 
they went right back into the tank again and have been there ever since. 11 going on 12 years now. Todd Bowles teased us with a 10 and 6 record in 2015, then three years of losing, and then the absolute disaster that was Adam Gase. I still can't believe they hired him in the first place. I really can't. I mean, looking back at that, when the Miami Dolphins fired Adam Gates, I said right there, I said, oh no. And I said that because I knew what was going to happen. The Jets had fired Todd Bowles. They were looking for a new coach. And I said, watch the Jets hire this guy. And they did. They, they always hire the worst there is or have. We all know how that turned out. So now it's Joe Douglas and Robert Sala's turn. Last year was not great by any means. 4-13 and 13 is nothing to celebrate. But things feel different this time. They, they just do. After a rough start last season, quarterback Zach Wilson finished his rookie season strong. Now I hope the Jets got it right with this quarterback after Sam Darnold didn't pan out. And... Darnold may still pan out with Carolina, so we shouldn't put him in the draft bust list just yet. They have a couple of player, a couple of nice players around Wilson. They have Michael Carter at running back and Elijah Moore at wide receiver. Two draft picks from last year that worked out really well. They re-signed Braxton Berrios and Tevin Coleman, which is big. I am so glad they re-signed them, especially Berrios. I hope they use him as a receiver more this year. And how about the two tight ends they signed? Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzoma were both great pickups who should improve that spot tremendously. The offensive line is coming together. George Fant is a solid left tackle, and Elijah Vera Tucker is really solid at guard. Then they signed Lincoln Tomlinson. That was a big acquisition. So Zach has some weapons. He needs more. Hopefully the Jets will address that in tonight's draft or in the draft period, which I will get to later. The defense is a bigger concern to me. Last year, the Jets defense was 30th in passing yards allowed, 29th in rushing yards allowed, and dead last in total yards allowed and points allowed. They were truly exposed against the Patriots in week seven in Foxborough against the Colts in Week 9, the Thursday night game, and against the Bills in the last week of the season. Bottom line is the Jets have a lot of needs on both sides of the ball, which leads me to tonight's draft. Now, I purposely did not make this first episode of my new podcast a draft preview because there are so many draft previews and mock drafts out there already. We don't need them. Having said that, I'm going to quickly tell you what I hope the Jets do tonight. As I said a minute ago, they need defense. Defense. I would love to see them take defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon with the fourth pick. Then cornerback Sauce Gardner of Cincinnati with the tenth pick. Those are my two, those are two possible game changers that could really improve this team. What I think they will do probably is take Gardner with the fourth pick 
and USC wide receiver Drake London with the 10th pick if he's still available at 10. I have a feeling he won't be, but we'll see. If they take Tyler Lindenbaum, the center from Iowa, I'll be happy with that because they need a center. The Jets also have two picks in the second round, pick number 35 and 38, one third round pick, two fourth round picks, and two fifth round picks, nine picks in all they have. So they, so they can really improve the team a lot if they make the right picks. That's all I'm going to say about the draft. As I said, there are enough draft preview shows already. But I already, but I definitely will do a post-draft podcast next Monday. We will go into the draft and discuss the Jets picks and what we expect for the 2022 season. Until then, enjoy the draft this weekend. I think it's going to be an interesting and fun draft, the first two rounds anyway. Now remember, that's next Monday here on the all-new Barry and the Jets podcast. I think we're going to have a lot of fun here on this show. So until Monday afternoon, I am Barry Rogers. And as my uncle used to say, don't nobody know like I know what I know better than I know. See you Monday.